The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, on a day like today, what is it, minus 28, 29 degrees out there? Sometimes I know it's like, why do I live in a place that makes my face hurt? The air makes my face hurt. But then you remember. You know, maybe in the summer, maybe some of you absolutely love the winter and the cold. And I know a lot of you absolutely love the summer and everything uh, this beautiful city has to offer in the summer, in the in the fall, in the spring. Well, you know what? An article in Forbes magazine caught my eye over the weekend titled Discover Why Edmonton is One of Canada's Hottest Destinations. Take a listen to this, you guys. Travel writer Sandra McG- McGregor penned, quote, something exciting has been happening in the western Canadian city of Edmonton over the last few years. Previously, in the belief that the city's cultural, scenic and foodie attractions weren't quite up to snuff, Alberta's capital city often lost out to Calgary or Banff when it came to catching tourist attention. Lately, however, thanks to intense revitalization efforts and one of the most celebrated food scenes in Canada, Edmonton is generating tons of buzz and there's never been a better better time to see this underdog finally take center stage. Sandra McGregor joins us this afternoon. Sandra, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. So when did you visit our city? So I was there at the end of September. Mm. I think I was there for maybe what was the first day of snow. It just started oh. to uh, <laughs> fall lightly on the last day I was there. Well, we're sorry about that. I wish you were, <laughs> had been here a couple of weeks earlier than that. What were your had, had you been in Edmonton before, Sandra? Well, actually, I lived there when I was a young girl from about the age of 10 to 14. My dad um, was actually in the Air Force on the old Air Force yeah. base. Okay, so it, but it had been a long time then since. Oh, it had been yeah, about twenty years at least since I had visited. Okay, so when you went downtown for the first time, what did you think? Oh, I was amazed. Actually, it was much bigger, much more vibrant than I remembered. So, why did you decide to to come back here? Uh, well, I wanted to visit family, so that was the main reason. And I had read a little bit here and there, started noticing that a lot of your restaurants were getting some notice in some big magazines. So I thought it was time to check Edmonton out. Check Edmonton out. So you came downtown, you looked around and thought, holy smokes, this is looking a a lot different. I mean, I moved here 20 years ago to Sandra, and from my first trip downtown to now, uh, it's it's, it's absolutely unreal, the changes that have have been happening. What what struck you the biggest? What kind of hit you the biggest when when you were looking around, when you were experiencing Edmonton? I think um, it was how many people were out on the street, um, how many local stores there were. It seemed like every third or fourth store was a locally owned store with lots of people inside and just a variety of boutiques and coffee shops and restaurants. Really dynamic. Was there anything that you really didn't like? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Off the top of my head, I think the only thing I didn't like was I found it really hard to find the 100th Street funicular. (laughs) I was surprised that there wasn't more signs because it seemed like such an interesting place to see. And I I crossed the street about 10 times before I was able to find it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so in this article, um, and you can can check it out at Sandra's website, sandramcgregor.com. You can follow her on Twitter, which is where I saw the story uh, as well. On your to-do, list were things like the Royal Alberta
Alberta Museum, uh, going and checking out Strathcona Spirits, the 4th Street Promenade, um, and the Wee Book Inn, and you mentioned the funicular. Uh, all of those, did you get a chance to spend some time at all of these places? I did, actually. I mean, I, for example, the Wee Book Inn, I didn't even plan to, to go in, but it just looked so charming, and I walked in, and next thing I knew, there was this friendly cat and and <laughs> friendly people you just start talking to Edmontonians and they tend to be really friendly from what I found and then I learned about the history of the bookstore mm-hmm. and then next thing I knew someone was taking me to show me the neon museum and suggesting the best place to get coffee so it was it was great yeah you know what that neon sign museum there along what is it a hundred and fourth at the top end uh you know close down to rogers place that that's turned into a neat little spot i know a lot of um new couples when they're getting married they'll 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 stop there and, and get some pictures taken yeah it was much i've never seen anything like it uh, and what about, um, you, you checked out, and, and this is a, a huge favourite of so many's, uh, the, the farmer's market, the old Strathcona farmer's market. I loved it. I mean, I guess typically we don't think of Edmonton as made this verdant valley with all these fruits and vegetables available, mm-hmm. and I was just amazed at the vegan cheese and the organic produce and the fruit and even bison jerky. Mm-hmm. Like, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, you you you, uh, you had an opportunity to eat at a number of the different restaurants, and uh, from the list, it looks like, um, wow, you hit some of the great ones. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, yeah, so tell me about, what, you know, you had, uh, Boon- I think it's called Boondock, um, it, right in the Ice District. I've been hearing a lot about this place. I haven't been there yet. What did you like about it? Well, it was funny because when I was staying at the um, JW Marriott, the concierge, when she asked me where I was going for dinner and I told her I was going to Boondock, she was so excited. She just went on about how that was the most amazing restaurant in the Mm. area. And I found it to be just very innovative takes on food, very fresh and a real passion for regional produce and meats. And you had gone to a PIP as well. It's a, it's a small spot, isn't it? It's down uh, like kind of White Avenue area, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, maybe about a three-minute walk from the old market. Okay, and uh, and that was right on your list as well. Biera was, uh, and, and you haven't been there. I've checked out this menu a couple of times, um, and, and it looks really, really interesting to me. Well, it was some of the inventive presentations like um the risotto mixing sunflower and rye wheat it was Mm. just some and she her her approach to how she plates the dishes the chef's approach was amazing and it wouldn't be probably a a best restaurant list or 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 recommendation if if a if a daniel costa restaurant wasn't on on the list (laughs) he's been making waves in this city for the past 10 years or so exactly you know, so and it's Usolino, I think, is what it's called, uh, and uh, yeah, and because there's Corso as well, and 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 that. So, um, it, yeah, I I wonder sometimes when I see these lists about, you know, okay, these are all great, these are all great, these are all great. I always want to know what we could do better, and I know I put you on the spot by asking you that. And what so when you when you turn around and, and head back to to home, what, what what do you tell people about Edmonton? Well, one of the things that I don't think gets enough press and that I absolutely fell in love with was the um, North Saskatchewan Mm -hmm. River Valley that Mm -hmm. you get such a good view of from the funicular. 
Like, I didn't realize Edmonton had such a, an amazing green space. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the largest in Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's absolutely spectacular. And, uh, yeah, I it, it, and I think that the city, and I think we could do a better job. If that's one thing, I'm going to answer the question for you. We I think we could do a better job at getting people to use more of the River Valley, making it more accessible uh, to people. So when are you going to come back and visit us again, Sandra? Well, I'm hoping I don't have to wait another 20 years because I've already got a craving for some of that, uh, some of those restaurants. As a travel writer, Sandra, um, first off, that's a pretty cool job. That yes. is, that's a really uh, amazing job. Are you constantly on the move? I certainly, yeah, I could be, actually. I try not to get um, overly busy with travel because I like to spend home at time. Um, time as well, but yeah, I could basically be traveling sort of two weeks out of every month, really. Where so besides Edmonton, where is your favorite spot right now? Well, I actually just recently got back from Australia, mm-hmm. and I went to Western Australia, which is Perth area, yeah. and um, luckily that hasn't been too majorly affected by the fires, but um, that was. Beautiful. That ranks right up there. All right. And then what would be your, I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> what would be your, what would your, what would be, if you had a top 10 list, what would be number one on the place that you haven't visited yet that you'd really want to go? Oh, that's a very good question. I would probably say Kenya. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's on a lot of people's uh, top list. So that's pro- hopefully I'll get there this year. Sandra McGregor joining us this afternoon. She's a freelance travel writer. Her work has been featured in the New York Times, the UK Telegraph, the Washington Post, Forbes Magazine, the Boston Globe, the Toronto Star. Just wrote a great article about Edmonton. And we thank you for it, Sandra. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, take care now. Sandra McGregor, you can find her website at sandra-mcgregor.com. Um, and it's interesting, you know, I know people who do jobs like that, I'm always fascinated to find out, you know, the places that they really love or the places that they would really love to go to. And I know, you know, my husband and I sat down um, when we first met, actually, and did a top 10 list of the places that we'd like to go to, places that we had never been to. Um, And I don't necessarily think that we've, we've gone to any of them yet because we always end up back in New Orleans because that's a, a favorite of ours. But, you know, um, you, you look at those bucket list and those are big dreaming. And I know for, for a lot of them, I, I can't afford, you know, a lot of those, those trips. But I mean, some of them out there, I, I think of, you know, down Tahiti Way or Bora Bora. I would love to do Portugal and Spain. A lot of people going to Portugal and Spain uh, recently. That seems to be becoming a more and more of a, a popular popular place.